0: What's up guys? Welcome to Relatable. I really missed you. It feels like it's been a long time. It kind of has. This is the longest I think we've gone without this podcast since since it started, since it started in March. Well, 2019 is going to be an awesome year for Relatable. I just feel it. I feel it in my heart because all of you are great, loyal, worthy wonderful listeners. And you guys make this podcast really fun. We have been staying connected over Instagram, over my many Instagram stories over the past couple of weeks. But before I get into any of the fun stuff, I do want to say what we are seriously going to be talking about today. I want to kind of catch all up on... Uh, what's been happening over the past couple of weeks that we have not been together, and that is the government shutdown. I'm going to talk about why that's happening, uh, what the Democrats want, what President Trump wants, how that's actually affecting people, and if we are ever going to be able to reach a compromise. I'm going to get a little bit into the Democratic Party and just how far left they've gone, especially with the likes of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez now officially being in Congress, Um we will talk about that just a little bit. I might expound upon all of that and her new proposal called the Green New Deal on Thursday. I'm going to answer a few listener questions as well that you guys sent me via Instagram. Um, but I did just want to say, I, I did just want to say from the top um, that I, I sent, so I sent you guys this uh, kind of questionnaire asking what you like about relatable, how many times a week you you want relatable to be what you want me to do more of. And the number one thing I got that you guys want me to do more is Instagram stories, which is so funny. I feel like I do a lot of them and they're so mindless. Like I I don't know. I just I don't say anything. I don't practice them. I don't think about what I'm going to say. But for whatever reason, you guys like them. And I like doing them because you guys respond so well to them. I love getting your Instagram messages. I, I don't always I can't message every single person back, but I try to when I can. So if I haven't messaged you back, it's not because I'm ignoring you. I probably just didn't see it. But I will, I will respond to that. Your wish is my command. So I will try to give you more Instagram stories. We've also got a lot of other fun new stuff coming out with the podcast. I think we're going to start putting the video version on YouTube, which is fun right now. Only subscribers to .com, to the website, blazetv.com uh blaze tv and crtv merged by the way i don't think we ever talked about that but now it's blaze tv so if you subscribe to blaze tv.com you actually see uh the video version um but now i think we're gonna put it on youtube for free so you'll be able to see it and all my trash personness, not really i actually dress up for you guys kind of like from the waist up i kind of do Um, okay, let's get into this. I might say one other fun thing at the end of it. I just need to give you guys an update who do follow me on Instagram, but I want to get into this because one of the pieces of feedback that some people have is please get into the news. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Pardon me. Excuse me. Pardon me for being fun, for being relatable, dare I say. Let's get into the news. So the news is that, um, the government has been partially shut down for 15 days, 15, 16 days, something like that. I don't know. Uh, Personally, it hasn't really affected my life. And probably for you, you probably haven't noticed that the government has been shut down. Uh, The people who are furloughed right now who aren't actually working are what they call non-essential government employees. But the fact of the matter is, although it might not affect you and me, um, it's affecting real Americans who, quite frankly, I don't believe should be paying the consequences uh, for the incompetence of our people in Congress or our people in Congress's uh, unwillingness to secure the border wall. And we'll get into all of that. But for example, my brother-in-law, sorry, I've got allergies. And so if it sounds like I have allergies, it's because I do. I have pregnancy allergies for whatever reason. It's like the craziest thing. Anyway, so my brother-in-law, he is a husband and a father of five, husband of one, father of five. Let me just clarify. And they're in the process of moving. So they're trying to get a house. It's really hard to secure a loan for a mortgage when you don't have a steady salary. So he is a real person just trying to provide for his family. He is a hard worker. He would love to go to work and to earn his normal paycheck, but he's unable to do that. And so their family is in this very unstable place right now, uh, not knowing when uh, President Trump and Nancy Pelosi are going to get their bleep together and be able to uh, come to a compromise to be able to open the government. So he can just get paid. Now, all government employees that are furloughed right now, that are not able to go to work or are either working and not getting paid, uh, will get back pay. So it's not like they are going to go without pay forever and ever. However, uh, you're still going these weeks without being able to count on that paycheck coming in that you're used to. And so if an emergency happens, um, if you have to pay bills, and you don't have enough stowed away. That's a problem for a lot of people, and so even though it might not affect your in my daily lives, uh, let's let's just remember the hundreds of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of families that are affected by this, who are probably stressed out of their minds just thinking about how they need to provide for, for example, their five kids. So this is a real thing that's happening. It's affecting real working Americans. And the reason that it is happening is because President Trump says, look, I need to fund this border wall. I promised the American people this border wall, people who voted for me, many of them voted for me uh, because they wanted this border wall. I need $5.6 billion to build this thing. Now, it's going to take more than $5.6 billion to build it. It's going to take somewhere close to $11 billion. So this is already a compromise. Republicans compromise. It 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 feels like Republicans kind of compromise a lot. This is yet another compromise. And even uh, another compromise, which you could say maybe it's not a compromise. It's just kind of like a different option. Another compromise is that President Trump said, okay, it's not going to be a wall. It's going to be um offense it's going to be steel slats okay so not a wall but it's still some kind of security it's some kind of border so i guess you could maybe consider that a compromise he considers it a compromise and yet nancy pelosi and the democrats refuse they say absolutely not uh, we're we're not we're, we're not going to do that and what is the reason what's what's the reason Well, Nancy Pelosi, oh, by the way, she is Speaker of the House yet again. Has she been Speaker of the House before? Yes, she has. Is she Speaker of the House again? Yes, she is. That's because Democrats took over the House. And so she is back in power at the ripe old age of 78. Um, So she is saying, no, we are not going to fund the border wall. And the reason is her her reasons. This is Nancy Pelosi, the lady who is giddy about supporting the number one abortion male in the nation who is perfectly fine as a practicing Catholic slaughtering, or she is fine with the slaughtering of unborn children inside the womb. That, that That's who we're talking about. Nancy Pelosi, representative from California, part of the party who is okay with slaughtering babies. She says that the reason why she won't okay with funding the wall, she won't uh, make sure that there are votes in the house to fund the wall is uh, because it's, in her words, an immorality. You heard that right, ladies and gentlemen, an immorality. It is an immorality. She said, it's not who we are. Okay. I just wish someone would ask. Can can someone just ask? Like, is is this impossible in the minds of so-called journalists to be like, oh, what do you mean, Nancy? Or maybe they didn't hear her through her dentures. What, what do you mean it's not who we are? What, what do you mean it's an immorality? Why, why is it an immorality to try to prevent illegal immigration? Why, why is it immoral to protect our, our borders? Why is that wrong? Why is that not who we are? are? Are we not a sovereign nation? Do we not have laws? Do we not believe that we should enforce our laws? Do we believe that certain people should be able to break our laws um, under certain conditions and, and not and not be punished for them is that is that who we are i wasn't aware that that was who we are so but no no one bothers to ask nancy pelosi what in the actual heck she means by that instead we just we just all nod our heads we say yes nancy yes yes you're right girl An immorality yes yes tell us more please no I'm not buying it. Well, first of all, I'm not going to take morality lessons from Nancy Pelosi or any Democrat. I mean, quite frankly, I wouldn't take one from Donald Trump either, but I'm not going to take it certainly from her. I'm not going to take it from the abortion party. I'm not going to take it from the socialist party. So don't lecture me on on morality. And please, if you're going to, provide some kind of explanation. So that is why That is precisely why the government is shut down. That is why hardworking people like my brother-in-law and his family are suffering. That is why hundreds of thousands of people are not getting paid because the Democrats and Nancy Pelosi refused to fund the border wall. Now, could Donald Trump have done this more effectively when Republicans had both chambers of Congress? Yeah, he could have. And so that's that's on him, too. Okay, so we can blame him retrospectively for not doing this earlier why he waited for the democrats to take over congress or to take over the house after midterms no one really knows but he is and so now we're in this position where we have to get nancy pelosi to okay funding the government or donald trump has to say okay never mind whatever i don't really care about securing the border um I see personally, in my opinion, I see the latter happening before the former. So I see Donald Trump giving in before I see Nancy Pelosi giving in because Nancy Pelosi has already staked her claim in the morality camp. She has already said, well, it's immoral to fund the wall. So now she's not going to turn around and say, "Okay, fine, because that would make her immoral. Now, we already know that she is, but she's probably not going to show her hypocrisy that quickly. So there's just no way that she's going to compromise. Donald Trump, on the other hand, Donald Trump, yes, I know that he really cares about the wall. I know that his constituents really care about the wall, but he also really cares what people think of him. That is something that is simply true of Donald Trump. And one thing that I think is bad about the character of Donald Trump, lots of good things. That's a really bad thing, is that in my opinion, he really cares what people think. And I think that he even cares what Nancy Pelosi thinks. Like, I think he would love to get along with Nancy Pelosi and come to some kind of compromise with her. I I really think that he would love uh, nothing more than that. And they probably, when you think about it, like Nancy Pelosi, Donald Trump, two rich people born around the same time, probably have very similar worldviews. Like if they were just in a vacuum, if they weren't representing the Republican Party and the Democratic Party, um, Donald Trump is not an ideologue. Nancy Pelosi might be a little bit more, but they probably see the world in a very similar way Donald Trump probably wants to get along with her. He wants to be the deal maker. He is, you know, the master of the art of the deal, as he has said. And so he he would be okay with compromising. Nancy Pelosi, however, she's not going to. Uh, She laid it all on the line by saying this is an immorality. Um, So I, I think that Donald Trump will give in before Nancy Pelosi does. However, if he doesn't, I I also think the longer that Donald Trump holds out, the better it looks for him. Um, And the reason is because it is very simple and he needs to play this up as much as possible. Oh, the reason you furloughed worker, the reason you families of the non-essential government workers are are suffering right now, the reason you're stressed out of your mind, the reason why you're worried about um, paying that emergency room bill or whatever it is that you have Uh, the reason why you're worried about not being able to make your payments right now is because Nancy Pelosi refuses to put the American people first and secure the border. That's the bottom line. Democrats don't care about you. That's what he needs to say. They don't care about you. If they cared about the American people, this would be easy. Okay, secure the border, pay the workers. Easy. But apparently this is very complicated. And you know why? The reason why Nancy Pelosi says that this is immoral She's taking cues from the far left of the Democratic Party, which has completely taken over the Democratic Party. There's only a few of them, but they're loud. They're bullying and they're very popular among millennials who are soon going to take over the country because we are very large and very stupid. Um, The reason behind this immorality is the fact that apparently the wall is racist. It is racist. That is why it is wrong. Now, again, if you are a journalist, CNN or MSNBC, you're not going to ask. Well, why? Why is it racist to want to secure your borders? Are you honestly saying that if we had a mass infiltration of illegal immigrants coming from Canada, that we we wouldn't we wouldn't build a wall on the Canadian border? We wouldn't have a problem with that. You're saying that it's only Hispanic people, it's only Latino people that we have a problem with. Do you really? Do you really believe that? Like, do you really believe that? And they would say, well, yes, I do. Yes, yes, I do. Okay, why? Or well, what makes you think that every single person who wants to secure the border is a racist? Well, what about the African Americans that want to secure the border? What about the immigrants who want to secure the border? What about the Hispanic community that wants to secure the border? They exist, you know. You can't just pretend that they don't. Well, oh, yes, I can pretend that they don't exist. Okay, I guess you can And that would be the end of the conversation because there's no logic whatsoever in their little minds about this. It's racist. It's wrong. It's immoral. It's wrong. It's racist. Uh, And CNN and MSNBC just say, "Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you are right. You are just, you are right. That is powerful. Speak truth to power, girl. But that's where we are. One side says, look, this is just logical. Let's just secure the border. The other side says, no. It's racist with no facts whatsoever. At least the side who says, hey, we want to secure the border has a little has some has some logic, a little a lot, some logic on their side. The, the logic is, OK, we are a nation, right? Like, can we at least agree on that? I'm not even sure if I sat down across from a far left Democrat, if they would agree with me. Are we a nation? Some would say, well, not really, because we stole it from the indigenous people. OK, go away. Next. Are we a nation? Yes, we're a nation. Okay, if we are a nation, do we have a right? Do we have a right to enforce our laws? Do we have laws? Well, yeah, of course we have laws. Okay, what is a law if you can't enforce it? Well, it's not really a law. It's just a suggestion. Okay, do we have a law that you should not be able to enter the country illegally and make a mockery of that law? Well, yeah, I guess. Well, then why should we disobey that law? but not be able to disobey other laws? Why do we punish our own citizens for breaking laws inside our country, but not punish non-citizens for breaking the law uh, coming into our country? Why? They don't really have that much of a reason for that because, because it's just, it's just wrong. Look, I share with them compassion for the people that are fleeing violence in these corrupt countries in South America and corrupt parts of Mexico. I do the, the two young kids that we've heard in the past couple of weeks who have died from flu like symptoms and from other things, um, when they, they got to the border and they died in custody, but they had the symptoms before they got there. So let's not even get on, on that tangent. I am sad for them. It breaks my heart. Those are people made in God's image. They're not any less than me. They're not any less than you. They're not any uh, less worthy of, of life and care and protection than we are. Of course, I feel badly for them, but we have to ask ourselves as logically thinking people is the most compassionate thing I can do for those people say, fine, our laws don't matter. Our country doesn't matter. We have no right to sovereignty whatsoever. And everyone, no matter what, can come in unconditionally. Is that the right thing to do? Is that compassionate for them? Well, the journey seems pretty darn dangerous and there's nothing we can do about the danger of the journey. So is the right and compassionate thing to do to incentivize these people to make a journey on which vulnerable people will die, will be trafficked, will be violated, is, is that the most compassionate thing to do? Or is it to do what we can as individuals and even as the government, we already give billions of dollars in aid to, to these corrupt countries, um, is the right thing to do to help them where they are and to make sure that they are not incentivized to come into this country illegally, to secure the border as much as we can, to make sure that we have a merit-based system. So if you um, are immigrating here illegally, we say, okay, can you contribute to society? Or can you at least take care of your family? Maybe you have a family member who can't contribute to society. Okay, uh, can you take care of them? Do you have a high likelihood of being able to contribute rather than just to take? I think that's perfectly moral. That's, that's perfectly compassionate. We should disincentivize as much as we can uh, people who uh, we should disincentivize people from taking this dangerous journey and risking their lives um, simply to break the law? Of course. And some people say, well, it's not really people entering illegally. That is the problem. That's why the wall is a waste of money. It's half of the illegal immigrant population in America, which is about 11 million people. 32% of those, apparently, are visa overstays. And so they are here illegally. They're working. They've got a visa, but they overstay their visa. And so then they're here illegally. That is almost half. And so people say, well, we need to deal with those people just as much as we need to deal with the people crossing the border illegally. And I say, absolutely. But they're not mutually exclusive exclusive. exclusive. We can deal with both. We need to have an e-verify system to where um, you have a system to where you can look up the look up the status of the person that you're about to hire to make sure that they are a legal immigrant before you hire them. That disincentivizes people from overstaying their visa. There are all of these ways that we can actually incentivize legality in this country and following our laws and expressing our sovereignty. At the very least, that's what the government is supposed to do as a government for the people, by the people. And so, um, the, uh, the elected officials chosen by the people should be providing protection for the people. And yes, that includes border security that is compassion. That is compassion for our citizens and for the people who would uh, otherwise be encouraged to make this dangerous trek and possibly die or be harmed along the way. So I'm just not getting the argument that it is immoral to secure our borders. If there is anything immoral in this whole thing, it is making sure that American workers don't get paid because you you are prioritizing illegal immigrants being able to cross the border whenever they want to. So Democrats are really showing their hand. They're really showing their hand because for a long time, conservatives have been saying, Gosh, it feels like the Democrats don't really care about the American people. Kind of feels like they care about everyone else a little bit more. And it seems like that must be the case because this isn't that hard of a decision. But what it comes down to, really, like, I, I probably, I actually think to give her the benefit of the doubt, Nancy Pelosi's probably okay with securing the border. Um, Democrats were okay with securing the border. Uh, I think it was as recently as maybe 2009. We had people talking about Chuck Schumer in 2013, the importance of um, uh, cracking down on illegal immigration. Bill Clinton, Barack Obama have all said statements about the importance of cracking down on illegal immigration. This really has to do with Trump, which that might be even sadder, that they are allowing Trump derangement syndrome to get in the way of protecting the American people and making sure that American workers get paid. That's what it comes down to. And Republicans need to be singing the song till the cows come home because you know Democrats are calling this the Trump shutdown. You know they're going to blame it on Trump. It's all political posturing. It's a political power play. This is the Democrats' fault. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. President Trump wants to secure the border. Okay. That's good. That's what a president should want to do. That's what Congress should want to do. Congress hates President Trump so much that they're not willing to serve the American people. They're willing to let the American people suffer. But nancy pelosi doesn't care she just got back from her hawaii trip where it was apparently five thousand dollars a night to stay where she stayed she doesn't care she's a millionaire she's fine she's gonna die probably in the next 10 15 years she doesn't have to deal with all of this socialist mess that's about to happen she doesn't have to deal with open borders but that's true of all liberal elites they want all of these things that are good for me and you but not for them um, representative swalwell I think that's how you say his last name. He tweeted. (laughs) He tweeted something that a lot of I've seen a lot of stupid people tweet lately. Something like it. Now, uh, let me just refresh you. He's the representative who, well, he hates the Second Amendment. He is Democrat, obviously. He's pretty far left. He's just like he's just not smart. Like I know President Trump talks about low IQ individuals. Like maybe he's not. Maybe he's smarter than. Than he appears in the last few statements, but he just comes across like a low IQ individual. So he's the same person that said not too long ago, Oh, you know, it's a stupid argument for second amendment supporters to say that it protects them against the tyranny of the government. Uh, we have nukes. So uh, you had a lot of conservatives and gun owners being like, are, are, are you saying that you're going to nuke us? Like, Oh, Oh, Yeah, great. We're not scared of Democrats. Oh, yeah, that's not why we voted for President Trump at all. Sure. Yeah, we'll definitely give up our guns now. Sounds good. Buyback program. Confiscation. Awesome. Like, crazy person. So he tweeted something else. Pretty crazy. Stupid. Stupid. There's no other word for it. He says, this is his tweet. Mr. Gorbachev put up a wall, said no president. Guys, I'm sad. Like, I'm sad. I'm sad. I am sad about the utter stupidity of people who run our country. And I haven't even gotten to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez yet. Like, okay. Okay. So, in case you didn't know, he's referencing the Berlin Wall. Okay? So, the Berlin Wall between East Berlin, West Berlin, communist, free, (laughs) As you know, Ronald Reagan ordered uh, Mr. Gorbachev to tear down the wall. The Berlin Wall did fall in 1989. Uh, amazing feat for freedom. Amazing feat for liberty and the devastation of, of tyranny, of totalitarianism. Awesome. What the Berlin Wall did um, was split citizens apart, split Berliners apart. And kept those who were under the communist regime in the communist regime and it prevented them from tasting freedom and enjoying uh, the fruits of capitalism and liberty that the other side of the Berlin Wall uh, got to taste and enjoy. Uh, so it kept its citizens in. It didn't keep illegal immigrants out, which is basically what I said on Twitter. I, I said this to him and he replied like, I get the argument, but a wall is a wall. It's medieval. No, but a wall, but a wall is not a wall. Oh, a, a wall is not a wall. That's like saying my backyard fence is is the same thing as a prison cell. That wow, I am keeping my dog, Ra- who is also named Reagan, ironically after Ronald Reagan. Except her name is Nancy Reagan. We just call her Reagan. That's like saying that when I put my dog in the backyard, I'm incarcerating my dog. She's actually in a pound. Because a fence is a fence. Well, no, no or uh, a cage is a cage. Well, no, it's not. Like, yeah, sure, it's a barrier, but it's a fence. Like, she's in my backyard. It's not the same thing as putting her, like, in a barbed wire kennel. That's basically what he's saying. No, different things can serve different purposes. Like, I didn't. I don't know if you knew that or not. So, like, a backyard isn't the same thing as, like, a prison cell or a barbed wire kennel where people put fighting dogs in. It's not the same thing. It's so the Berlin Wall which kept its citizens in and under tyranny is not the same thing as a wall that would keep illegal immigrants out. We're not talking about keeping asylum seekers out. We're not talking about keeping people who want to immigrate legally out. We're not talking about keeping our our, our people in We are talking about protecting our borders. A wall is not a wall. There are different walls for different things. And yet, this inane argument has been repeated over and over again, not just by people on the left, but also by people who say they're on the right, like Bill Kristol, who are just anti-Trump, who try to... these things when there is no historical comparison whatsoever. If you want to compare something, that's fine. Just come up with like a good example and we can talk about it. If you want to talk about if Democrats want to talk about here, here's the thing, guys, I'm going to bring it home, I'm going to bring it home. If Democrats want to talk about the most effective way to secure the border or even even this, if you really want to debate the morality of securing the border. Like that would just be a very, like I think my mind just wants to fall out of my ears imagining having that conversation. But hey, at least we're having one. Like, if you want to debate the morality of securing borders versus open borders, let's do that. If you want to debate the effectiveness of certain border security versus other border security, the efficiency of it, the cost of it, then I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm perfectly fine with that. But that is not what this is about. Not only is it Trump derangement syndrome that is um, that is stopping the Democrats from serving the American people, It it, it is also... It is also a collision of worldviews. It's not policy versus policy because you haven't heard someone like Nancy Pelosi saying, well, what about the cost of it? Or what about the effectiveness of it? You haven't heard anything like that. You've just heard it's not who we are. It's an immorality. So, okay, it's not about policy. It's about worldview. That's what we see colliding right now. And we're going to see it increasingly as you have people like Ocasio-Cortez and people on the far left speaking more and more loudly. Um... And that and I know we've talked about this before, but it's 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 not that our arguments between the right and the left are more complex than they used to be. It's that they're more fundamental is that I don't know if I could sit down across from a Democrat and say, like, I don't know if a Republican and a Democrat, at least a a, a pretty far left Democrat could sit down from a Republican and the Republican would sit down and say, okay, look, we both we both agree that we're going to put America first, right? Like we both agree that we want to prioritize the American citizens above above everyone else, right? I, I'm not confident that the Democrat would say yes. There was a time not so long ago in American history when that would be a given. It was just obvious. Yes, we have differences in policy. We have differences in what in what that looks like. But of course we care about American citizens before we care about the citizens of other countries. Of course we do. That's why recently you had the Democratic Party also believing in border security. But that is not so anymore. Next week, if if if. Well, just if a lot of things, if there's not something else that comes up before Thursday, we'll probably dive into Ocasio-Cortez recent interview. Um, yes, I'm going to keep talking about her. When her ideas stop being popular, I'll stop talking about her. There's a lot of Republicans that say stop paying attention to her. Um, I'll stop paying attention to her when, um, millennials stop paying attention to her. When thoughtless people stop paying attention to her. That's when I'll stop paying attention to her. She has dangerous ideas and they are popular and they're also stupid and we need to expose their stupidity. So I'll hopefully get into that next time. Um, okay. I am going to now, I am going to read some of the questions that you guys sent me. Okay. Number one, how do you handle rejection? What is your go-to passage in scripture with something like that? So I handle rejection. Well, rejection is hard for me. So I get a lot of people saying, "You, I love that you don't care what anyone thinks. Well, I really appreciate that. I try not to. I try to only care about the opinions of people that matter, but I do. I'm just like anyone else. And it's probably worse for women. I do take rejection and criticism pretty hard, especially on, on certain things. Like when someone maligns your character or your faith, that's the stuff that hurts. Stuff about your appearance and your voice. I'm like, whatever, you know, I can't change that. I don't really care about that. Um, but when it's deeper, when it's heart stuff like that hurts. And of course, rejection hurts. I've been rejected many times in this industry and in other, in other stages of my life. I'm sure, um, something that really helps me is uh psalm 37 1 through 7 i happen to have that one off the top of my head because it really is good most of you probably know i think it's verse 4 that's delight yourself in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart a very often misinterpreted verse but we won't get into that now um but 1 through 7 really talks about how god is faithful to um the ones that he has chosen, his followers, his children, and that one day evil and hate and uh, the people who plot against you will fade like the grass and wither like the green herb is what it says. Now, that's not to say everyone who rejects you is evil and hateful. That's not to say everyone who doesn't like you is evil and hateful. Sometimes – They just don't like you, and sometimes you're just not the right fit for something. That's perfectly fine. I'm really talking about situations in which you are unfairly treated. That's a really good go-to for me, and even if it's not a situation of being unfairly treated, I think it is a great reminder of um, God's faithfulness to his people and his allegiance to righteousness and fairness. Okay. Okay. Next one. My question is, what can we do to save these unborn children? I want to do more, but I don't know the best organizations to donate to or volunteer for or if there's something more we can be doing. Uh, So check out local pregnancy centers that, you know, for sure don't offer abortion. There are a lot of local pregnancy centers uh, throughout America that offer sonograms and other uh, medical advice and counseling, especially if it's a Christian pregnancy center. They offer so many resources for moms that are in crisis that go beyond just the sonogram and prenatal care and things like that. So much more than Planned Parenthood ever could or would. And they're not funded, but they're not funded by the government. But a lot of them aren't. Anyway, so you can look that up and you can see if you can volunteer there. A lot of them have mobile sonogram units that go out into communities. And so women who are unable to uh, afford a doctor, they can go get a free sonogram and usually that um, – that- That lessens the chances of them getting an abortion if they are abortion-minded. You can donate to any of those centers as well. Save the Storks is a resource organization. And so they provide local pregnancy centers with resources like mobile sonogram units. So they'd be a great organization to donate to. My sister-in-law has an organization called Hope 139 House that is in the process of being built right now in Georgia. And it's going to be a home for uh, young pregnant women who are in crisis. And so definitely look up Hope 139. Nine house. That would be a great place to donate as well. Uh, We personally donate there and we also donate to a local pregnancy center that does a lot of good Christian work. Um, How do you know where to start reading the Bible? Is there a certain way to read, look at it to fully get all the information on what God's message is? So it can be really intimidating to read the Bible for the first time. I would start in the gospels. I personally am, I might be kind of sacrilegious to say this, I'm like a little biased towards the Old Testament. I mean, I love both, obviously. You need both. One is not better than the other. I am not saying that, especially theologically. You need both 100%, absolutely. I just love a good story. And I love the story, the narrative style of the Old Testament. But it can be a little... I I would say to start in the New Testament. Start in Matthew or start in John. Those are my recommendations. Take it slow. It's okay that you don't know everything. None of us do. Not a single one of us do. I recommend a good study Bible. Take all commentary with a grain of salt, um... You just have to pray for discernment, pray for wisdom, pray for the Holy Spirit. I would say you're starting in John or say you're starting in Matthew. Take it verse by verse. Write down all your questions. Write down the things you don't understand. Uh, You might think that you don't understand something, but then you really work through it and think through it. And you're like, oh, okay, I think that makes more sense to me. And like I said, really pray for wisdom. Um, I also have a theology book that's helped me a lot with the basics called Systematic Theology by Wayne Grudem. Um, It's a really good resource. Uh, commentaries are not inerrant like the word of God is. So again, you have to use discernment in that. And whenever you listen to a sermon, whenever you read commentary, whenever you read a devotional, always weigh it against the truth of scripture. If a pastor or an author says something that does not align with the Bible, it's uh, just not theologically true. Um, Have you ever changed a liberal's mind? There have been a few times where I've gotten emails from someone saying, you changed my perspective on this. It's always been about abortion. Um, oh, and that's the last one. Okay, well, thank you guys so much. This was fun. And like I said, I missed you. And we will be back on Thursday. Oh, wait, was I going to say something? Oh, I was just going to say one thing. I was going to say one thing. And my thing, my thing was that. So if you saw my Instagram stories, I said that Chili's changed their chicken fingers. Well, I slandered Chili's wrongly. It turns out I just got the wrong chicken fingers. They were crispy and not original. I don't like the crispy. They're awful. So I just wanted to say that we're back on track, back to giving Chili's free advertising. And I'm sorry for ever speaking badly of them. I hope you guys can forgive me. Chili's, if you're out there, I hope you can forgive me too. Um, I will be starting some kind of trash segment or trash episode because that sounds really fun. And I told you guys I would. Uh, Anyway, love y'all thanks for listening share this podcast with everyone you can please thanks bye